Hey guys, welcome back to Home Finders, a podcast by Property Finder, where you can learn all the ins and outs of the real estate sector. I'm your host, Scott Bond, and this week is dedicated to anyone who's thinking about investing in the property in the UAE. Today, we're going to be diving into all the legal aspects around buying property, from property taxes to inheritance and more. And joining us to help make sense of this legal jargon is Arash Zad, the founder and leading lawyer at the Zad Law Firm. Welcome to the show, Arash. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start with the question of Golden Visa. As we know, there's been some evolutions to it from when it was first announced to today. Help us to understand the basics. What is a Golden Visa? So Golden Visa, initially when it was introduced, were given to certain individuals, uh, celebrities or people who uh, did an amazing job or amazing or exceptional work in, in, in the UAE. And as far as I recall, it was only for five years. And then later on, they change it to 10 years. Golden Visa is a long-term residence visa uh, that will allow you to live in the country, work, and uh, sponsor your family, basically without the need of having a sponsor. And you've mentioned some of the great benefits, but are there more benefits that I should be thinking about in terms of obtaining a Golden Visa? The first thing I tell my clients are this, that when you have a, a Golden Visa, you will be released from uh, renewing it every two or three years. Yeah, So you have it for the period of 10 years, which is amazing. The other benefit is that, as I mentioned, you don't need a sponsor. Normally, when you are applying for a residence visa in the UAE, you're either an employee, your company should be your sponsor, or you're a business partner. Again, your company should uh, sponsor you. Uh, with this type of visa, you don't need a sponsor. One of the amazing benefits is this, that especially this is very good for businessmen, that they travel a lot and they stay outside the country for a longer period. The normal visas, if you stay outside the country for more than six months, then your visa will uh, be uh, invalid. Then you have to come back and reapply. With uh, a golden visa, there is no um, a time frame to that. You can stay as long as you want. It sounds like peace of mind is really one of the main it benefits. Is. So you don't have to worry about renewal. You don't have to worry about what if you leave the country for a while. Um, and that leads us to, you know, obtaining it. You know, we also know that you can earn it through investment in real estate. Right. Tell us a little bit more about some of the requirements there. So if you own a property or group of properties uh, worth $2 million and above, and it's a fully paid a property, then you can apply for a golden visa through a real estate investment. If you have a property that you purchased it through a mortgage, then the amount that you have paid through the bank, uh, it should be at least 2 million uh, dirhams. Then you will be qualified to apply. Yeah. And, and what else? What else should we know about the Golden Visa program? Are there any other processes or requirements that I need to go through in order to obtain one? It's a very easy process. It might take a bit time to, to get the approval and be processed, but uh, uh, you can do it in two different ways. You can either do it online through the immigration um, website, or you can go to Amr centers, uh, the customer happiness centers, and you can uh, physically visit them and do it. Okay. So now that we've covered all things Golden Visa and, you know, this amazing benefit that you have, specific as we think about real estate and property investment, as we know, the market has been incredibly hot over the course of the last mm. you know, 12 to 18 months and doesn't really seem to be any slowing down either, which makes your business amazing, yeah, amazing <laughs> as well. 
but what are some of the uh, pieces of advice that you give to investors or buyers here in the UAE market, uh, maybe to avoid any of the common pitfalls or you know mistakes that they may make when investing in real estate? Great question, by the way, because um, see, when the market is booming and everybody's talking about Dubai and the real estate of, uh, of Dubai, obviously it attracts so many attentions from overseas. There are people that they hear about Dubai and they receive this information that, okay, how um, beneficial or how secure uh, the, the real estate industry is in Dubai. So they will become interested into uh, investing in, in Dubai as well. So for those people that they are not familiar with the culture, they are not familiar with the laws and regulations, number one, I would suggest to them that they need to make themselves fully aware of uh, laws and regulations in the UAE. They might have invested in so many properties outside, but they are not familiar with what we have here. Normally what I do with my clients, especially with the ones that they contact me from overseas, I... Uh, but take them through the whole legal procedure, what needs to be done, what are the um, uh, things that they have to always keep in mind before making any investments. So we guide them basically through those procedures. Uh, just to name few here is this, that if you are buying a property, uh, of course you're buying through a, um, a real estate company. So they have to make sure that the real estate company that they are dealing with, they are professional, brokers that they are getting in touch with them, they are registered and the properties that they are purchasing. If they are buying from a secondary market, they there are so many things that they need to check. For example, the ownership documents, etc. And um, if they feel that everything is clear, there is no doubt, they get their documents checked, their contracts, their MOUs, everything has to be uh, vetted and approved by um, a counselor and then only step into an investment. Well, and I have to imagine too, that your advice becomes so important for those first time buyers here in the market or out of town buyers who are investing in the market because there are so so many unknowns. And on top of it too, if you're not dealing with an, uh, an agency that might mm. have that high level of trust and transparency, uh, which is why we introduce super agents, uh, it becomes really important to make sure you have all those answers. So I imagine your advice becomes really important for these customers who just don't know where to begin. It's very important to start before uh, investing. There are clients that they come to us after uh, they purchase and now they're facing problem. So they, they skip the prevention uh, part of it, right? So if they come at the earlier stages, it's much better and it's more cost effective for them as well, you know, because we can put them in the right channel so that they will not have any issues in the future. And then their, their, their investment will be as secure as possible. Yeah, it's great advice because we tell people to start with mortgage at the beginning of their search, right? Before mm. you get too deep into the process. Here we go. But starting with some of the real estate advice from a lawyer's point of view, I think is really important for people to keep in mind. You also mentioned secondary housing and, you know, if you're buying through the secondary market, but we're seeing the off-plan market become mm. a much bigger player right now in the purchases that are being made. What kind of advice do you have when thinking about buying off-plan as opposed to buying secondary? See, off-plan has its own um, risks associated with it because you are buying something that does not exist yet and it has to be completed in due course. So one of the things that people sometimes they face problem is the 
discrepancy between what they have purchased and what was handed over by the developer. So as a small margin of differences is acceptable by the law, but anything more than that has to be compensated. Um, again, when you are purchasing an off-land property, there is always uh, the chance of the developer not being able to complete the project. Although I have to uh, mention here that the government did an amazing job in securing as much as possible all the off-plan uh, projects. There are so many security layers in place that makes it as safe as possible for, for investors. And what about out-of-town investors? You, mm. You've mentioned the, the work that you do with uh, a lot of foreign investors that don't live here. And by the way, they maybe never even come to the UAE, but they're investing here in the UAE. You know, how are you helping support them? Or what, what different piece of advice are you giving them as opposed to investors who might live here in the country? So when they are not in the country, there are so many uh, risks involved that, number one, they're not here to see everything up close and personal, uh, to monitor or supervise the procedure. Therefore, they have to rely on someone who is, number one, aware about the situation or the, the regulations, and they're trustworthy. So you cannot just assign or appoint a real estate agent who you have never met, who you don't know personally, and just give them a power of attorney to handle everything for you while you're outside the country. In any country, you will find some people that they are not as uh, honorable as they should be, okay? So by having a power of attorney, so many things could go wrong. So if you are uh, appointing someone, you have to be able to trust us, that person. And then that person should be savvy enough to secure your transaction to be fully aware of the regulations and how the real estate transfer happens or takes place. Uh, these are the things that they need to keep in mind always. And among the many great pieces of advice that you've already shared with mm -hmm. our, our viewers today um, is, you know, starting at the beginning of the process with some of this advice, but also what about due diligence? That seems to be something that tends to be an afterthought for people as well. Mm. What role does that play? And maybe what advice do you give on due diligence? Number one due diligence, I would say that they have to make sure about the, the broker that they are working with. So brokers, uh, they have to be professional enough. They have to be registered with Dubai Land Department. They have to have a broker ID um, to, to show that they have been trained, they have been registered and they're qualified. Uh, real estate company, of course, as well, work with reputable people, people that they didn't just show up uh, last month in the city. They've been here around and they, they have worked, they have experience and they know everything. Number two is uh, due diligence about the, uh, the, the seller. If you are buying from the secondary market, make sure that you understand that this person actually exists the ownership document is valid, the title deed and everything is legit, make sure about all that. The MOU that you are signing, it has to be vetted. You have to make sure, because that's the only piece of document that will protect you in the secondary market, okay? That you need to make sure that every single line is understandable and in line with what you have in mind. So these are the things, in my opinion, they have to keep in mind. I imagine from all your years of practicing law here in the country, you have some 
scary stories. Um, and you know, I, we don't want to get there. I can't imagine you want to go <laughs> into them, but I can just imagine, you know, the, the, the challenges that you've learned about. Um, sure. but it is some simple things sometimes, right? Just making sure that, you know, you're verifying or validating. And I, I have to imagine people jump quickly into real estate because it is an emotional decision for people it at is. the end of the day. It is. Um, but the, the good thing is that the government made sure that even for those emotional buyers, they make it as uh, secure as possible. For example, uh, there are countries, I was talking to some of the clients uh, the other day, they were telling me that in our countries, even if we have a title deed, that is useless because there could be that uh, the seller has already sold these properties to multiple buyers Okay. And then he shows up at your door and he sells that property to you and takes the money and runs away. And then when you go and see the validity of this uh, title deed, it's not valid. And there is no way to understand this. Right now for us, the title deed has a barcode yeah, or the QR code. You just scan it and you see that um, where, where you're at. You know, this, this um, um, title deed is valid or no. It's very, very um, secure right now still. The government can go up to a certain uh, level, yeah? The rest is on us to make sure that, like any other investment, we have to do our own due diligence. We cannot just expect everything from the government and the yeah. country. Well, and you're lucky, and, and, and you're right. We are lucky here where we live that, you know, real estate has been prioritized to to make it safe, and which is why we're seeing so much, you know, foreign investment that's coming in, why we're True. seeing the population grow. And, you know, another big part of those buyers coming in, you know, you think about where do I come up with my down payment at? Mm. Inheritance is an area that I think we should cover. Um, how does it work here in the UAE when we think about inheritance to cover my down payment or, you know, my source of funds? Tell us a little bit more about that concept. The inheritance law here as per the UAE law, if uh, a foreigner has a property in the UAE and passes away, if they don't have a will in place, the Sharia law will apply. The Sharia law is the Islamic law, the law based on the religion, okay? It has its own sets of rules. Uh, foreigners, they're not aware about the uh, details of this law. However, if, if they don't have any will, unfortunately, this law will be uh, applicable to their case, which in most cases, they're not happy with that. So that's why we normally advise our clients, the moment they decide about purchasing a property, we always encourage them to have a will in place. So what happens in practice is that when a person passes away, the legal heirs will or can request the judge to use the law of their deceased uh, country and uh, deal with the property according to that law. Provided that that has been already stipulated in the will. So the person will say, if I die, the law of UK will apply. The law of the United States will apply. And then the legal heirs can use that in their favor. Otherwise, the Sharia law will apply. Yeah, well, we're learning a lot today. We're glad that you're here to help our, I'm happy know, to our consumers to be able to understand this because I have to imagine there's a lot of people that get very surprised by that. Um, and another aspect too, I'm sure people don't understand always is tax considerations. Mm. Uh, what kind of advice should somebody be thinking about when they're buying a property for an investment or use uh, when it comes to any tax considerations here? So right now we have VAT, the value added tax, which is 5%. And uh, people who, individuals who have uh, residential properties, they don't need to pay any tax. 
it only applies to commercial properties. So if they are selling or renting their commercial properties, then 5% tax will be involved. Uh, corporate tax, still not in place. It will be implemented very soon. And it's a bit uh, gray area of the law. So there are so many details that still needs to be clarified. But so far, there is no uh, corporate tax for individuals. Foreigners who, uh, foreign companies, and foreign companies that they are not resident in the UAE, um, there will be a corporate tax uh, on their uh, property income. So I would rather not to discuss this right now because, uh, again, there could be so many changes by the time. But this is the uh, the bigger picture now. Yeah. I think it helps to give us a good understanding that there are tax implications and people should be mindful of that when it comes to making a purchase of a property. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you've shared a lot of great advice today. And I have to imagine for the average consumer who's listening, they're thinking about calling you long before they get into this process. Do the majority of the people call you then or do they call you after? Maybe they've already gotten into some trouble. Unfortunately, after. <laughs> that, that's, that's sad. And the reason is that it's much easier and less costly if they contact us prior to entering into their investment. Because when things goes wrong, then there are so many costs involved, not only our fee, there will be court fees, expert fees, et cetera, et cetera. So I would always advise investors, get in touch, get your lawyer sorted, speak with them, get a consultation, let them uh, examine your documents and then only make your investment because it's going to it's going to save you a lot of costs which is unnecessary to be honest. Well, as I mentioned, you've taught us a lot today and if I've Thank taken you. away any one big piece of advice, it's if I'm going to buy or rent uh, here in the UAE, I'm going to call you first just to make sure that I've covered all my grounds and uh, it'll be cheaper on the upfront as well. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your My great pleasure. knowledge and information from the Golden Visa all the way to, you know, buying off-plan versus secondary. Um, and of course, just any other information we need to help keep us safe uh, when making investments in this wonderful country. So Appreciate thank you. you again for joining me today. My pleasure. It's been wonderful to have you here on as Thank a guest. you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and comment on all of your property questions. Our podcast is here to give you insights, tips, and tricks on everything real estate. Whether you have questions about the best rental property, how to get a mortgage, or just how to get started, we're here to help. Thank you again for listening and joining our podcast today. I'm your host, Scott Bond, with Home Finders, a podcast by Property Finders.